What it do? What it do? Welcome back to another episode of Bloodthirsty Times, a freaky podcast. I'm your host, Octavio. I'm Emily. And it's your boy, Will. It is 4th of July weekend, and we thought we would add to the freedom celebrations by playing sound clips from across the internet that we found interesting, but also pretty creepy as hell. I'm not going to lie to you. So... Put on those tinfoil hats and join us in these bloodthirsty times. Serial killers do on a small scale what governments do on a large one. They are a product of the times and these are bloodthirsty times. All right, so... For today's episode, we are actually going to be joined by our first fan and supporter since the beginning, my brother Josh. What's up, bro? How you doing today? What up, guys? Good to be here. Will, Emily, Tavius. Hi. And we got him live here in studio with us. How's it feel uh, actually being on the show? On you the know, pod? I've, I talked to my lady about this. I'm like, you know what? One day, because I didn't have time at the time. When you guys all start up with Brian and all that, I'm like, one day I'll be on there. Today is that day. After Ooh. all this time, this has been like a year and something. Well over a year, yeah. And actually, well over a year, yeah. March will be. It's, well, it's March was the, fe- year, the end of February. The end of February. But technically, it's not your first. We played your uh, your email you sent us, the sound you sent us on Anchor. We played that oh, live right. uh, yeah, from the 25th yes. episode. I remember that. And, yeah. and you were the culprit of my very first uh anxiety inducing three episode case the yeah grim sleeper thank you for that hey you're welcome i had a great time <laughs> listening to that glad you enjoyed it thanks I for did. the submission hey you had a great time watching emily slowly lose her mind <laughs> Dude, oh, I heard for it. real i heard for it. real will was like oh my god octavia get your chip under control i was messaging will like i can't do this three parts okay I like it. That was a lot of content on that one. That dude. Oh, there was. Man. So much. Everything in the 80s. There's a lot of in the 80s that we just, I think we could probably do a whole podcast just on the 80s. Uh, Yeah, that would be like a freaking 10 parter on just the 80s. There's so much. It would be like, it would be the show. It would be like just going through the 80s. We were all born in the 80s, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah. No. 83. Are you 90? Uh, four months away from the eighties. Sorry. Wow. Oh, sorry to break it to you. Seventy nine. Got it. Seventy nine. <laughs> Close enough. He's, he's in the elderly. All right. right so he's a year away, or less than a year away from being in the correct decade. I think, uh, Josh, this is a good episode for you to join us on because it isn't really necessarily a case. It is, um, we have a variety of content today. We each came up with a few clips from across the internet that we thought were interesting, to say the least. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about them a little bit and um, 
we're we're gonna introduce them possibly or not possibly we're gonna introduce them and then play the clip so you can hear what we're talking about and then we're gonna talk about them a little bit kind of like just oh, have a okay. round table discussion i like and, it um so uh i have brought some interesting clips i know that um we don't really know exactly what the other people brought, so it, we'll be kind of listening for the first time together. So we'll be reacting in real time to what it is. Oh, I um, like these guys. Yeah, so I, I just want to start by – I just want to warn everybody listening that some of the sound clips may contain stuff that's upsetting or triggering. So please be warned from the very beginning, some of these get very gnarly. Yeah, so, mine are pretty bad. Yeah. Oh, I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> So I am going to start out. I have a few clips. I'm going to start out with some paranormal phenomenon sound clips. Uh, when I was scouring YouTube, because we were just like, oh, go find stuff, right? So I was scouring YouTube. I came across sound clips from a radio show known as Coast to Coast with Art Bell. Do you guys, are you, any of you familiar with that? No. I know That's Art crazy. LeBeau. Art LeBeau. Oh, of course everyone does. <laughs> he was, was that famous... Uh, uh, fuck this you goes know, out to my surprisingly, <laughs> surprisingly i found out that art lebeau isn't like nationwide like people he's not in texas no really? i was because i was talking to some co-workers about you know listening to oldies and classic music and all that and how i felt old one day because i i heard no doubt on the radio yeah i'm like oh it was on art lebeau and i just got the first look like what's art lebeau damn oh, that's crazy because it's not growing up in southern, southern california it's like the oldies like uh I guess for how would you describe it, Josh? Like it's old hip hop or no, not even. It's just like taking it's oldies, oldies music, like uh, literally called oldies but goodies. Like the yes. dudes, oldies but goodies. Yes. When I think That's of right. Art Lebeau, I think of a lighter shade of brown. Just Sunday afternoon right. at the park. Is it because mm-hmm. he's an actual lighter shade of brown or what? No, lighter shade of brown is a group. It's a group. Yeah, it's a group. That's <laughs> family. Yeah, and they always yeah, have right. like, Emily, Emily, oh, Emily over here trying to make it racist. I'm not. <laughs> he's he's super famous for having uh, callers call in. Like Josh, how does that that call go? I'd like to shout this one out to my Heine. He's all right. All right. He's, got all he's still in prison. From, yeah, when this he is gets from my zone. Yeah, this is sad he's girl. Still in prison. Calling out for Joker. For Joker, <laughs> I miss you, baby. baby Joker. Get, oh man, those were yeah. hilarious. Yeah, but, all the calls are like that. Hey, but, but you know what? It all came from the heart. Well, this it is Art hard. Bell. This is Art Bell. Just Art Bell. So he is a, Art Bell has been around for many, many decades and is syndicated in not just the U.S., but in Canada as well. Art Bell started his radio show career in the early 70s, and by the late 70s, he started a political talk show out of Las Vegas called West Coast AM. Eventually, he left Vegas to go record in his own house in Pahrump, where he switched to talking about like more conspiratorial topics, still relating to politics, but more on the fringe edge. And this is a show he famously created called Coast to Coast AM, um, which changes a little bit later after the Oklahoma City bombing um, in 1995. He switched up the topic from more conspiratorial politics because at the time with the Oklahoma City bombing, if you know anything about that, it created a lot of uh, uh, hardcore political spectrums, right? Either, you know, you were with him or not, you know, kind of thing. So he switched it up to cover more paranormal, (laughs) aliens, ghosts, just weird shit in general. It's kind of like the Killdozer. 
Yeah. You're either 100% with the guy, or he's a domestic terrorist. I don't know. He's and a like man-child domestic to, terrorist. To take the, you know, a shout-out to our TikTok following, apparently everyone's for Marv. It's still growing. Dude, it's still growing. Yeah. It's, 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 it's going ridiculous. up every day. Yes. Oh, man. I, I, and I still feel like they say that because... Like, I'll be clear, when I first heard of Killdozer, I was on his side. I'm like, fuck yeah, fuck the government, Marvin. And then I dove into the actual story. I'm like, nah, you're just a man-child domestic terrorist. You fuck you. Anyways, that's not what this is about. Moving he's on. Fuck dead you, and can't He's dead and can't defend himself, so. Yeah, well. How, that, how do you feel about that? I was about I, to I say, what? Don't he's care. dead? Like, I was not here for the story. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so... <laughs> As I scoured YouTube and the internet for these, uh, there are a few that really stood out to me. This first clip I have is is very famous. I mean, I think all of these are pretty famous. Um, it comes from an email he had gotten about a story in uh, of a Siberian mining site that drilled super deep into the ground, like I think nine miles down. And it drilled so deep into the ground uh, that they broke into hell. So obviously... They were curious and they decided to lower a microphone down there, and this is what they captured. I warn you, uh, this could scare you. Here's the email Dear Art Bell, I just recently began listening to your radio show and could not believe it when you talked about the sounds from hell tonight. My uncle had told me this story a couple of years ago, and I didn't believe him. Like one of your listeners who discounted the story as nothing more than just a religious newspaper fabricated account. The story about the digging of the hole and the hearing of the sounds from hell is very real. It did occur in Siberia. My uncle collected videos and audio tapes and so forth on the paranormal, supernatural. He passed away fairly recently. But he would have loved your show. He let me listen to one of the audio tapes that he had on the sounds from hell in Siberia, and I copied it. He received his copy from a friend who worked at the BBC. It took me a while to find it tonight, but attached is that sound from my uncle's tapes. It's not the greatest quality, but the sounds are there. I was very hesitant to send you this as the sound bothers me to listen to. I'd suggest that if you do play it on the program, warn listeners in advance so they may have the option of turning the radio off for 30 seconds while it plays. It has always haunted me. To those who discounted the Siberia sounds from Hell's story, it is true, and I, for one, wish it wasn't. Rick, listening from Chicago. And so I submit now the cleaned uh, a better copy to you. And uh, I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed.
That's it. I'll let you come to your own conclusions, as I usually do. Yeah. Holy shit. <clears throat> That's terrifying. That's pretty fucking creepy. So, side right. note, I Chills. almost chose that. Did you? Yeah, I actually and saw you I wrote that it up. down. Yeah, I did not mm. choose it because of the high-pitched, like, annoyance that it was, but mine was a lot longer. Oh, my God, it was terrifying. It's terrifying. And I, I think I remember hearing that they actually figured out what it was, or maybe not, but either way, like, it clearly sounds like torture, right? Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Like people just like clawing their way out of hell, honestly. Because I hear, if you listen to it really, because I've listened to it many times, if you listen to it really closely, you can hear the screams, obviously, that comes out very clearly. And you can also hear people like yelling instructions, it sounds like. Like, it sounds like a master and a, you know, a person being tortured. It's it's crazy. Like, if you really get into it, it's creepy no matter. I, I've heard it many times because I had to edit it and, you know, put it in sound clip form. It, I... I had to pause it and like stop. Like it's it creeps me out every single time. Yeah, I had was... a really hard time like trying to figure out if that was just like bullshit. You know how we did with when we did yeah. this podcast, the paranormal. I don't believe in like supernatural crap, but that just kind of, I kind of felt like was you know played like it yeah, really the fact wasn't that it true. Was nine miles down, and they lowered a microphone into it. It was that already could... nine miles in. That could handle two thousand degrees of temperature. Yeah, microphone. I get that. that How many microphones? Degrees. Well, the thing I read was two thousand. It was, it was eighteen hundred. Well, okay. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> uh, I still don't know of any degrees. microphones that can handle eighteen hundred degrees. So. Well, you don't work for the military. Mm. Yeah, but still, like, let's say this, because <laughs> you know, heaven and hell—it's debatable. You have to believe in religion, whatever. It, why would even if it was some kind of scientific fact of um, just sounds that occur deep within the earth? Why those sounds? Why so similar to what we consider as like a lake of fire? What I whenever you listen to it, I just conjure up images of like a lake of fire, like literally, or like a a demon fucking torturing somebody. It's clearly yeah, like screams. Oh, I thought you were just stop the demon fucking, but yeah, that too. <laughs> Pineapple right up the ass. That might have been a torture, a yeah. form of torture somewhere. Yeah. Well, you can hear dick. it like a dominant voice that's throughout what I'm there. Like that was yeah. like okay. Because you get that's a good what I'm point. There's layers. There's layers. There's there's a guy. There's not. A, I don't know if it's a guy, but there is a there's a commanding voice, and then there's the mm -hmm. screams. Yep. So you have a good point. Like people on Earth have never obviously been to hell. Well, that we've been able to prove that we know of. Said, Got it. Yeah. That you've if you believe in a higher power and like there's heaven and hell, whatever. Um, like no one's been there and come back that we know of that we've proven. So like the fact that that's what we would imagine it sounding like it is actually what this video made it sound like was kind yeah. of, I don't know, a little bit. It's almost reaffirming, right? Cause we, that's what we picture as it fake. is. I mean, everything, everything can I'm be always argued. A skeptic, you know that. I know. I know that that's fine. I, I can see how this, I really just feel like it's like just sounds of, rock vibrations possibly and it's coming off on that mic and it, it, the thing that trips me out is that it like you said it's just it's coincidence that it's what we picture when we think of hell the sounds match what we think you know will is our resident um googler while potting so please let me know how many microphones exist on this earth that can withstand 1800 degrees of temperature for that extent of time Oh, I don't give a shit about that. Uh, <laughs> oh, only... I just no, found that the... the uh, that's interesting. As they were... Um, do you want to see what people most likely think is 
Yeah, yeah, occurring. of course. Yeah. Sure. Uh, the recording of "quote unquote" tormented screams was later found to be looped together from various sound effects, sometimes identified as the soundtrack of the 1972 movie "Barren Blood." Because this oh, was okay. in ni- this was 1980. Uh, it was tested in 1989 broadcast, but I think this was in the the early mid 80s when this was being born. Yeah. The thing about Art Bell is that- down. Art Bell, the thing, his, his he has a radio show. You can call in. Anyone can call in. There's no, this he, he ran it from like, I think he started doing weird shit in 95 and he ran it to like 2000 and for at least 10 years. And then 2013, he picked up another uh, called Dreamland or something like 2009, maybe. But anyway, so he ran it for a good 10 years of people calling in and there's no vetting these people of how truthful it is. It's just interesting stories, right? He had people oh, yeah. call in with their paranormal. People can make up whatever the hell they want. Right. right, so that's entertainment value for sure. It's very. That's what I'm saying. It's very. He allowed it. He he always. I think he made like a disclaimer of like it's not his truth or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is just what people are calling in with. But um. So as I was diving into this Art Bell, uh, rabbit hole, um, I found a bunch more clips. So my next Art Bell clip is a super intense phone call out of Nevada. Now out I of had what? cut Nevada. Okay. I saw I saw I saw a show recently. <laughs> I saw a clip recently where they said Nevada and it irritated the people from Nevada, so I, I decided to say that. Way. Anyways, hold on. No, it, irritates, it irritates me and I'm from uh It's not California. Nevada. California. No, it's Nevada. I just Nevada. It's not Nevada. It's Nevada. It's Nevada. I believe No, it's not. Bro. I was just saying Nevada as a joke. I don't chill out. Like I've never ever I honest to God never heard it called Nevada. I would think that that's what, what I've never heard Minnesota it called Nevada. Called it. Right. Nevada's strange. I'm even saying it felt weird. I'm not going to lie. But I need Bear Normal to let us know because they live there. Oh, that's apparently, right. Bear Normal. Heather, Josh, let us know, please. Yeah. Apparently, the only acceptable pronunciation of the state is Nevada, not Nevada. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, what, what, like, origin of the, the word is? Where's the Nevada? Nevada. No, from, like, it's from Nevada. It's from Nevada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so my called a group meeting every Wednesday. In out of Nevada, I cut the first six minutes of the clip, um, just for time. The only reason I did is for time because it's super interesting. Anyways, so in those six minutes, the guy on the phone tells Art that he's flying his little plane directly into Area 51 because he's an American and he has the right to know what's going on down there, right? You know, it's our tax money and we deserve it. We the people deserve to know, right? And the whole time, Art, Art Bell is like, dude, this is a mistake. He's trying to tell him, like, you're going to get shot down. Like, y- this is a bad idea. So, yes. where I, that's, yeah, yeah. That's, it's a terrible idea. It's like yeah. saying, I'm going to fly over the White House because I'm an American and I want to see what the top of the White House looks like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, buddy. Go ahead. Right. Guys, I'm, I, it's my right. It's my right to know it. And the whole time Art Bell's like, no, that's a bad idea. And he's even like, so you're saying you don't you don't think we have the right to uh, government secrets or like state secrets? He's like, no, I pay no. taxes. We, no, we, we should know whatever. So anyway, so I'm going to start it right like maybe a couple of seconds before we hear him come up on Area 51. And so this is how it goes. I'll tell you what, I want to get down here and firm like a little frog that's been tipped on by big dogs when I get down here. A few minutes here, I'll tell you that. Because I'm not going to... Hey, looks like there's a F-16 coming up here. I wouldn't be surprised. 
You're making a hey, mistake. Sam, there's somebody down there. He's got some afterburners on because I can see him. He's about five miles out. That old boy is cranking. Yes, oh. sir. And I see something opening up here on the ground. It's the... I'm pretty low now. I'm starting to pick up all kind of buildings down here. I see something here is level with the with the ground. And this, they're opening this thing up. There looks like something's coming up out of that. I can't tell you what it is. It must be on some kind of a... Uh, uh, hold on here. I gotta, I gotta make this turn. All right. I think this old boy's gonna head up here for me. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, he's going to be up here right directly because he's in F-16. Sure as hell. He's coming to hold on here. I would advise you to turn your... Please, we get to I would advise you to turn on your radio. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. We can do this now. Come on. Hold on. This old boy's coming up here. Now, he's got his lights. He's got his lights on and he's flashing me. Yeah, he's probably... Right, I'm waving at you. No radio, no radio. No radio. He don't know that. Well, if I were you, I'd turn it on. folks are listening to Art Bell, because everybody listens to Art Bell. Well, maybe if, if, if you're making... You're making a bad calculation, because if they're not listening, you're going to be shot down. I don't know what he's going to do here. He's rocking his wings at me right now. This, uh, he's rocking his wings, and he's cutting in front of me. And you know this... Uh, Oh, don't cut in front of me now, because if he cuts that car, stay off. Stay off. He can use a vortex from his engine. I'm cracking with the engine. We're going to, just like twin tornadoes, if he gets too close, stay off, bro. Hold on there. I'm getting down on the deck. I'm going in. I'm getting down there. He ain't going to get me. I'm that damn veteran. He ain't going to get me there. They didn't get me over there. They're not going to get me over here now. Looks like some kind of rail gun coming up out of that elevator, uh, that flat uh, area over there that the doors opened up. It's got some kind of a, a weird-looking barrel on it with a light. And, uh, oh, hell, they're doing something. They're shooting at me now. Oh, God. No, baby, I'm going in. I think I'm going in. sure what we just heard. All I can tell you is I got a fax that read Art, answer the wild card line. My boyfriend is in a small plane north of Las Vegas and ready to fly into Area 51. He's been trying to call you by cell phone. Um... Well, you heard someone get fucking fuck? shot down out of this guy. I felt like I was watching Top Gun Maverick. Dude, it's, Holy it's, shit. It's intense, right? It's intense. How did yeah, he that, think that that was not going to happen? And then the dude's like encouraging him. If they're listening. He's not, no, he's not. He's, not. he's telling like, him, he's turn on your fucking listening. radio. No, no, yeah. turn on your radio because they're trying to or, hail you. Yeah. Yeah, but he's <clears> like, if they everyone listens to Art Bell, like, they're, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, blah. that's his dumbass thing. If they're not listening, then fuck, you're going to get shot they're down, not. dude. No, no, you meant, you meant listening, if you're not listening to the, your radio, your no, FAA. No, he's saying, he said, he's saying he's I'm not worried saying, about it because everyone listens to Art Bell, so someone down there on the base can hear this. Knows what's going on, yeah. Yeah, like, they can hear, they know that, they that I'm up, up here because it's such a popular show. Yeah. yeah. But what you're referencing, yes, he did mention, like, also... 
your radio like you need to turn it on not, yeah you to turn you. On. they're probably trying to tell you to get the fuck out of the way or we're gonna shoot out of here but so it's inc- it, you can hear it's super intense it stuck with me i oh heard this God. a long time ago it stuck with me because you the part where he's like, there's something opening up on the ground, something lifting up, and then oh, it's it's like a ray gun, and then you just hear do, and it's like oh, they're shooting at me. It's intense, dude. It's super yeah. intense. And then the second one, you can hear like blew a hole in his canopy. Yeah, man, because you can hear the jet flying next to him. Yeah, you can hear when it yeah. just goes in and front you, of him, and you can hear the alarms going off at the base mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing. Another weird side note: I almost chose an Area 51 call, also by a disgruntled employee. It's probably the one I'm playing next, actually, because uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't think they would like expose a rail gun to a civilian plane flying over. Like if it's a, like a small well, set, no, or something like that. No way. They have air patrols. They have like he probably didn't recognize that it was stuff, anti. Yeah, he probably they, didn't recognize the anti-air gun, but it sounded. If, it, it didn't sound like a ray gun. It sounded like no an anti-air round exploding. Right, like because I heard when he was talking, I heard rail gun. Oh, you know, like the mag- wrong, magnetic but... ones and all that stuff. You know, those kind of real guns. Yeah. But I... Maybe I heard wrong. Maybe I misinterpreted it completely. But, I didn't um, hear that, but maybe and now that I'm thinking about it, I could kind of see. Yeah, well, maybe if, I did if they didn't hear that. If the people on the ground at Area 51 didn't know he was on the phone with Art Bell, they would absolutely shoot him down because who would know? Right. But who also, would know? And it's also tell no shit. Right, he's but Bell, he's it's just the... Of, like the government. Like, oh, he's very, very popular. Was he flying in circles? not over Area 51. Straight into it. He went straight yeah, into at, it. At very low. He's very low. I, I, don't, know, I don't know. Like, like to me, the, the siren like, sounds very inconsistent thing. because it's the same volume throughout the whole thing. Like, it doesn't change. That yeah, was something I was going to bring up. level doesn't go up either. That was something I was going to bring up. Like I said, kind of alluded to earlier, these people calling, this could be a massive production. You know what I mean? Right. This could be a low budget massive production. Yeah, this could be entertainment. This could be like War of the Worlds in, in radio in the forties, wherever people thought that was real. You know, but you can you can even hear him say like, "I got to make this turn." So I don't know if he's doing like, because you've seen where Area Fifty One is. It's kind of like in this little bit, mm-hmm. like this valley surrounded by mountains. So if he's coming over yeah. it and diving down, um, in my mind, he's doing like a big circle around the base, a big Maybe. low low pass, and trying to. See what's nice. I gotta make. I gotta make this turn, and he's getting towards the edge of, of where. That's the what I'm thinking too. To, to come back into honestly, the, I, the area. I don't think anybody would be able to get that close. He has two and a half minutes, Josh, to get that mission done. They have to blow up the thing. Remember? Oh my god, woman! <laughs> <laughs> like I, yeah, I, I get it. Because <laughs> this when when was this radio show, or when was this call made? After ninety five, at some point. After Maybe the 90s. so after the nineties, I'm sure they're they have radars or scanners, whatever, right. like that go but out way beyond to what pick we have up now this see. aircraft. They it would have been intercepted way before then. Even if he's flying low, it would still even catch if he's him. flying low in a little Cessna. Yeah, because he I think- says in in the six minutes that I cut out, he does explain his plan that he did modify it to some extent. Um, so maybe it's it's ho- he's hoping it's some kind of deterrent to all those things, maybe. But Will pointing out that the siren seems pretty constant in the same volume the whole time. It it does it does to me anyway. Like as much as I want to believe it, and it's intense as fuck, and it's super interesting to listen to. Like I could listen to that all the time and be like, "Damn, that's crazy." But it's it cool does, to think about. It does come off as a production. But if it's not a production, what exactly are they hiding down there in Air 51 that would cause them to shoot down this little plane without question? You know? Well, one for sure, like 
from day one, like no matter what, doesn't matter what kind of plane, who's flying it, whatever, that is considered a no-fly zone. So they have every right, every American knows that it's a no-fly zone. You have every right and you know you will be shot down if you are in a certain number of feet yeah, above yeah, that, or near the no-fly zone sense. area. It's, it's a military compound and military installation. That makes so sense. Regardless of what's there, or, they know that. Right. And it's or not maybe even they, feet. It's like miles before you yeah, even yeah. get into the, the airspace. Well, I mean, if they are guarding something, maybe this next phone call can shed a little light on what they have going on down there. This should be interesting. It is your chance to sing like a bird. If you are currently employed at Area 51, the area the U.S. government says officially does not exist, or if you have been employed at Area 51 in the past and now feel ready to sing, perhaps you can call up and disguise your voice or something, I don't know. Anyway, something like that, and... uh, if you want to call up and sing, it's going to be your night to sing. It would be fun to see if we get any call. On my Area 51 line, you're on the air. Hello. Hello, Art. Yes. Hi. Um, I, 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 I don't have a whole lot of uh, time. Um, well, look, let's begin by finding out whether you're using this line properly or not. Uh, area, area 51. Yeah, um, that's right. Were you an employee or are you now? Uh, I, a former employee, former um, employee. I, I, I was let go on a medical discharge about a week ago, and and <laughs> I, I've kind of been running a, across the country. Um, oh man, I don't know where to start. They're they're, uh, they're, they're going to um, they'll triangulate on this position really really soon. So um, you can't spend a lot of time on the phone. So give us something quick. Okay. Um. Um. Okay, what what we're thinking of as as aliens are they're uh, they're they're extra dimensional beings that an earlier precursor of the um, space program made contact with uh, they they are not what they claim to be uh, they have infiltrated a lot of uh, uh, a lot of aspects of of, of military establishment, particularly the Area 51, uh, the, the disasters that are coming, they, the, the military, I'm sorry, the, the government knows about them, and there's a lot of safe areas in this world that they could begin moving the population to now are but they're not doing, they're not doing anything. They are not, they want the major population centers wiped out so that the, the few that are left will be more easily controllable. Discharge. Uh, I, I started getting... Well, this was certainly interesting. We are now on a backup system, everybody. A backup system. And uh, that one caller that I had on the air, (laughs) I guess we were about in the middle of his transmission, his telephone call, which was one of the strangest ones I've ever had. And the entire transmitting system by satellite went down here, and we were notified we were off the air. And it would appear to be from this end, 
and some sort of uh, massive transmit failure. So we are now using a backup system to be on the air. And not that I would normally believe this kind of thing, mind you, but I can't help but wonder if somebody, somebody zapped us in some way. Uh, we'll find out. Holy shit. Hmm. Yeah, so um, what are we thinking? He telling the I truth? Have, I have a few things about that. Yes, he is telling the truth. Um, this was proven, I know, because of the... Hold on, I forgot the wording. Um, it was published in like 19... Or 2003... Or 2013, I'm sorry. But it was related to this guy's actual call and then them contacting him after the oh, fact. Oh, so there's more to this? For the yes, he was part of the um, reason the Area 51 is now like more publicly acknowledged as part of the Freedom of Information Act, Dang. which was submitted in 2005. This was early 90s, I think, that this video was recorded or this audio clip was recorded. Yeah, but um, yeah, apparently him, some guy named Jeffrey T. Reichelson or Richardson from George Washington University's natural National Security Archive submitted those papers and like I guess bills to be public knowledge that this could all so like you can see like overlays um land surveys were done um aerial views there's obviously classified areas but um I don't know this person this call like started a whole like storm of events for yeah, this is an intense call so i can imagine that what what strikes me is that the phone call was interesting the information is interesting what's crazy is that within minutes he was a, a, a syndicated radio show was taken off the air and they had to go on a backup system that's honestly terrifying that they mm -hmm. can do that it is intense it's all radio uh frequency and radio signals so yeah but within just, minutes, dude, like they reacted. Like, how do they know he's calling in the first place? Like, do they have ears on everything? They just yeah, hear they hear Area Fifty One, and they start bing, 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 bing. Start chiming in. Yeah. Like, All right, who's talking about Area Fifty One on the phone? Yeah. Oh shit, guys, that ex employee. Yeah, and within shut it down a minute or two after he started talking about that, it's just you hear the broadcast just stop, and then yeah. you. I cut it out, but there is a long gap in the original. I just cut it for time, but there is a long gap and it's just like, it goes off and you can hear him start back up. It's like, Oh, we were just, we're a backup generator now. Cause we have been taken offline out of an outside source. So it is intense, crazy. Though. Yeah. But to hear yeah. what he's saying that it, we're, what we think of as aliens isn't correct is, I, I don't know, man. I, I want to believe this shit, but it is horrifying to think of any of this is true. Well, and you it, have to think of like today, 2022, how far has and will the government go to hide things? Oh, 100%. So, completely. They'll mow down a whole crowd. They, the government mm -hmm. is essentially Homelander. They will right. do what it takes. They are, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to deflate this uh, balloon right now. Oh, man. Is it just for your show? No, it's for... For this, me. Uh, this story. Okay. Uh, the same gentleman allegedly called back again on April 28th, 1998, admitting that the original call was fraudulent. No. However, the second caller's voice, event. tone, and mannerisms have called into question whether this was the same person. Many Ooh, believe okay. this was a cover-up from the government as the original call was cut off. So, so that just adds, or hoax, yeah. 
So you yeah. don't debunk anything or add to, you just make it more speculation. But exactly. yeah, you just add that it to the first mystery. call, yeah, that first call did open up a chain of events that led to Area 51 being more publicly acknowledged. Whether it was true or not. And we now know more about it. This was not spoken of as often or if at all in the early 90s. Like I didn't even know what it was. And I'm sure a lot of other people didn't either because it wasn't a thing to the public. Like you had to be in the know highest class of security like everyone who was there was not even allowed to talk to their family about it like it it didn't exist essentially now it does and we know so yeah. i mean those ndas unemployment yeah. you know <clears throat> exactly. just, it makes the phone call about the airplane guy a little more real if this is true right because that they have things to protect i mean even if it was a regular installation base like with nothing weird going on they would still do the same thing because it's military however it's just I just interesting don't feel that, that they a, shot him down like that because okay, shooting would. him down. No, like, they would. They would shooting him down. Yes, like but you have to think about okay. So like Manhattan since nine eleven is a no fly zone. Disney mm -hmm. World is a no fly zone. Mm -hmm. Disney World. Yeah, no one's going to shoot anyone down over Disney World. Mm, so like no, there's it, like variations. Location. So it takes well, a while to scramble jets. There's not just jets flying around currently. But also. Disney in, World is not protected by the military. That's not a military in installation or anything like that. It's just that a no-fly zone it's, it's, due to them not them deeming themselves the happiest place on earth and not wanting it to be looked at as a target after 9-11 incidents. Okay. Mm -hmm. And if they hail a, uh aircraft that is flying within that no-fly zone and they can't get a hold of them, then they're going to scramble jets and think it's a terrorist attack. And then they're going to act They will, on it. but they will safely... They will, guess, and, they will try and move the, the person out of the airspace yes, first, which is what yes. the, the jet was trying to do with the guy that was flying in Area 51 with Rock in the Wings. Yeah. That's a, you need to follow me. And if you don't oh, yeah, follow the rock me. Rock in the Wings. Yeah. Yeah. Rock in the Wings. A warning. You need to acknowledge. Warning, only warning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you, they rock the wings. Your job, you rock the wings back, meaning I see you. I know what you're doing. Follow me out of this airspace. We'll land and then we'll discuss what was going on. But if you don't heed the warnings, that's You're you. going to be That's shot down. You. That's on you. We need an airship to show up and help us out. Yeah, if, you, if you're out there and you're listening to see no more about plane etiquette, uh, send us an email or shoot us uh, something to let us know if if what Will is saying is actually pretty spot on. It is pretty, <laughs> is no, I think, on, I think Will knows more about it. Just, well, your no, stepdad like, was like can, really, he was a pilot, wasn't he? I mean, he, he was flew, part of that. Yeah, flew. he did that. He didn't fly, but he, he uh, was part of um, the um, Blue Angels or the, no. Yeah, the, the, the emails dark. we get will probably just back Will up. But I'm just saying like, if you know more about it, like I want, you know, someone else to be like, yeah, that's, that's correct. But, um, yeah, it just it goes to show what if they are hiding all this, like it's it's a big deal. And I don't know why more people aren't talking about it. Well, I mean, the number one currency is information. Yeah. Right. So whatever you come across and all of that, that's that's what you can do. What's going to give you like the keys to the city, you know, every city. Yeah. Well, those are the uh, my hole into Art Bell. There's a ton more interesting Art Bell clips. If you want to hear more, he has years and years of, of captured audio that are just as interesting, but these are the ones that caught my attention. Um, I think now I'm going to switch over to Emily and see what Emily brought to the I'll dive into that one for sure. Alrighty. So my first clip is of the grueling and inhumane exorcism of Annalise McHale. The clip I chose is an hour and 37 minutes long, but I'm only, only going to play a few minutes because you'll get the idea. 
All right, here we go. The Ah! Die müssen 
Wow. So, um, yeah, that entire audio recording is in German, so don't come for me if I screw up the translations, please. And also, I understand that I'm the skeptic of the group, so it's not, you know, jumping out at you that I'd be the one to do an exorcism, but here we are. Anyways, this is Annalise McHale, and this is the exorcism that her parents contacted a Catholic church to, uh, in 1975 to ask for help with because they believed that their daughter was possessed. Annalise was at that time introduced to two priests from the church named Ernest Alt and Arnold Renz. And over the course of 10 months and 67 separate exorcisms, Annalise was sub subjected to so much abuse that she died on July 1st of 1976 at the age of 23 and only weighed 68 pounds. She was covered in bruising, had multiple fractures, and wasn't even able to get out of bed prior to her passing. During the audio, you will hear the priest and Annalise communicating with each other. The priest believed that Annalise was possessed by Cain, Hitler, Nero, Lucifer himself, and one other person, but I forgot what they said. Hitler, huh? Yeah, they said Hitler. Yeah, um, Hitler. Her exorcism was deemed a success, though, so that's good. Because she, she died. <laughs> because she passed after her demons were expelled from her body, they said. Oh, bullshit. Yeah, you can't, yeah. can't be uh, possessed by demons if you're dead, right? <laughs> True that. During the recording, you can hear her grunting, growling, barking, and snapping, and so many other odd and unusual sounds. And during the recording, she says in German things like Lucifer, the devil in the flesh, and people are stupid pigs. They think it's all over after death. It goes on. And then right before she passed, the last words to her mother were, Mother, I'm afraid. And then she just simply passed. Her cause of death was ruled a, a homicide, and the manner of death was dehydration and malnutrition. Obviously, she was 60 yeah, pounds. For sure. But this was also at the height of the, um, you know, bulimia era, I guess. So during this 10-month ordeal with her parent, um, the priest and the parents stated that she chose to starve herself, and she subjected herself to 400-plus squats a day. Ooh, she got the cake, then. You got some yeah. loot on her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she, she got, got the don't. Yeah. So she was 68 pounds of ass, yes. Wow. <laughs> Considering the level of damage her body had when she died, I can't imagine she was just bebopping around doing squats for the hell of it, but whatever. It was, wasn't was specifically stated that the abuse led to her death, but I'm sure that it didn't help. And the two priests and her parents were all charged with negligent homicide. They were all found guilty of negligent homicide, and they were all given three years of probation. No jail time. Jeez. And if that doesn't put salt in the wound, in 2005, her mother spoke to the media and said, God told us to exercise our daughter's demons, and I don't regret her death. Oh, fuck you. Fuck oh, you, mom. What makes this creepier is like you heard the voices or you heard the sounds just coming out of her. If you see pictures of her and how small she is, it's just like, wow, that came out of that little thing. Yeah. Like it's intense. And like I was saying prior to us recording, like, I don't, I do think that there are, this was also at the height of the Amityville horror, like family, like the the movie that that's based on, I guess, like mm -hmm. those people coming out and being public. There was references to the devil made me do it. Um, all kinds of things. And I was researching this person 
but there were this was a very popular time and obviously it wasn't in the US anyway but um I just there were a lot of people who were out there saying she was faking it like she was making those noises it wasn't real yeah you know blah, blah, blah. obviously you can do that but I don't feel that someone would be subjected to 10 months and 67 separate exorcisms and be that heavily abused and just fractured bones, uh, severe malnutrition, and, you know, just put up with it. Well, um, the last podcast did a whole series on her. And from what I remember, because it was so long ago, she had a diagnosable mental health um condition mm-hmm. i don't remember what that condition was but it would she did allow have a diagnosed eating disorder but yeah well that on top like an actual like he- mental health uh affliction that would basically make her seem as though she's being uh possessed by demons and also like allow this abuse to happen she wasn't like in control of what was happening to her but she allowed it you know what i mean so mm-hmm. it's, it's in, like multiple personalities I don't know what it is. I, I'd have to go back and look it up. But the last podcast did a whole thing on this. And it, I remember from a long time ago, it was diagnosable in today's world. It would not have been seen as a extra or demon possession. I didn't read that part and I haven't heard their version of it. But I did see that she had, I mean, this was a different time, obviously. So mental health was not as heavily diagnosed or and it's in Germany. made. Yeah, it's I know. also in German. I, I, well, I was that I didn't want to like yeah. laugh, but the fact that it's in German Nein. makes it a little funny. <laughs> makes it a little bit funny. Gedachte viel Hitler. What was that? <laughs> oh man, oh, I, I don't know. When it comes to things like this, it's it's uh, actions speak louder than words, right? So they can say all they want, but if they're not crawling on the wall sideways or upside down. Yeah, they're doing the whole spider head crawling. twisting thing. Yeah. yeah, spider crawling everywhere. I'm, I don't know. I just don't feel that that's actually a thing. Like, oh, you have possession. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I've well, seen well, I mean, all of the movies, but I've never seen one well, in real the life. The movies is one thing. Hollywood yeah. is. I mean, there's and neither. I mean, just three think, of you have never Hollywood. seen someone spider maning a fucking wall, so don't go there. I don't know. You want to talk about Miles Morales real quick? Because he does this thing on spiders. You on have walls. not I mean, seen him sp- like personally been there with that happening that's what i'm saying it's like okay okay go ahead no well so um ghost adventures they are a ghost hunting crew obviously i don't know if it's been them that's been proven that some of their stuff is a little bit produced however have you seen that documentary that zach bagans did on the demon house yeah so that Mm -hmm. was your what he actually demolished that house because it was so evil Right, and the story that led him to that house is that the cup, the family that lived there was a black family, and they had a kid acting up. And at one point, it was witnessed by uh, CPS and maybe some other people that the kid backwards walked up the wall. And you know, obviously, there's no proof of this, but there are witnesses there that say this kid. There's no proof, but there's witnesses. There's the family and the CPS even. And um, all four of us could get together yeah, and corroborate heard... a story that we witnessed somebody crawl up the side of the wall of this house right now and go to this whoever and talk about it. And then there you go. There's witnesses, but there's nothing to back it up. Brina, I need you. Can you hear me? I need you to <laughs> spider crawl up that back wall. She can't. She's playing the switch right now. Yeah. No, because I heard the similar story, like the side walls well, was happening to be the back flame, but this, the the setting was different. It was like in a medical facility for this kid getting treated for something. 
and then the whole staff like saw him crawl up and onto the ceiling. I couldn't yeah, remember what it was. I don't know if it was I mean, liars, to, Emily? <laughs> yeah, I am. If you're trying to pass Joint Commission bad enough, you will fucking say whatever you need to. <laughs> Man, not even your first professionals can be trusted. <clears throat> so instead of FTP, we got to say like There's what? three against uh, one here. Healthcare, healthcare, FTHW. Yeah. FTHW. Yeah, FTHW. FTHCW. There you go. Fuck the healthcare workers. Start tagging that everywhere. Three yeah, of we four. didn't do anything. Okay, we didn't do anything. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, what's Who crazy? Three, <laughs> three of four people are healthcare workers in this episode. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, still, you're outnumbered. I mean, guy. You're outnumbered. The, the ask the thought of demon possession, whether it's real or not. I don't know. There's so many oh, that, stories out all, there. That all stems it's, into what you believe, really. Proven right. or not, it all just stems into that. I really stepped on a limb with that one. I was trying, like really trying. And I thought maybe, okay, yeah, sure. I, I do believe the, the abuse happened and stuff. No, but the abuse definitely happened. There, I think that's I definitely a murder case. Actually, that's 100% a murder case because they could have yeah. forced IVs in her to save her life to get her weight up. You know what I mean? They could have forced a tube down her throat to or get her weight up. they stopped forcing beating the shit out of her, breaking her bones, uh, and starving her yeah. regardless. Well, it's absolutely it's not, a murder yeah, case. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> okay. What part was too far? Well, I'm just saying we can feed her first. <laughs> then we'll see. We'll, here's some pizza, and then no we'll, one pizza. The then we'll yeah. see about the beatings. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. My bad. Didn't mean to it speed things up. So it's, it's you know like a, here, it's here's like, the phone. Order a pizza. If we don't like what you order, you're getting beat. You're getting beat. <laughs> <laughs> what if she orders so the pep, extra pepperonis, which is you know the nine one one code or whatever the fuck that. Oh yeah. Thing. You call. I'd like to order a pizza. This is nine one one. Yeah, I'm ordering a pizza. Anyways, um, oh, so uh, pepperoni uh, pizza. Pepperoni. No, 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 our code word is pineapples. Yeah. Yeah. Helicopter always pineapples. at my door. Yeah, extra pepperoni, please. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm getting swatted. What's going on? Getting swatted. Well, familiar uh, with that one, apparently. Yeah, yeah and uh, and Alicia's lived the life of a pirate. What what is that saying? The beatings will continue until morale improves. <laughs> improves, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's like yeah. I've heard that in my actual uh, job. Yeah. Oh, good. Poor girl. Good. Yeah, no, that that was absolutely a murder case, 100. percent There's sure. no denying that. And it was ruled that, and the fact Good. that they only got three fucking years of probation and no jail time is asinine. I don't understand it's, that at all. It's because of yeah. Germany, remember? <laughs> True. That's one Germans. Million, is that the one million dollars or whatever? Little? No, was, no. What yeah. F, or what? Where's he from then? Hmm. Marion, usually the R's is L's is uh, Asian of some kind. Yeah, some kind of Asian. It's fucking Pete, the dude from Austin Powers, bro. I'm talking about the windmill. Oh, he's Dutch. Belgium. Yeah, he's Belgium. Oh, is he Belgian? Oh, very Dutch. It's, it's the over Belgian there. Dip. It ain't here. Over there. Well, I mean, he says one million dollars, mm-hmm. but who yeah. says one Marion is is Asians? Yeah, that was uh, it's uh team, team, team America. America, Team America. Yep, Kim Jong Il. Anyways, right. what do you got next? All right, so my second clip is a recording between air traffic control operators and Captain Chesley Sully Sullenberger in the middle of the incident now known as the Miracle on the Hudson that happened on January 15th of 2009. America. Cactus 15.9, turn left heading 270. Uh, this is uh, Cactus 1539, hit first, we've lost thrust on both ends, returning back towards LaGuardia. Okay, uh, you need to return to LaGuardia. Turn left heading of uh, 220. 220. 
Tyler, stop your departure. He's got emergency returning. It's 1529. He, he uh, bird strike. He lost all engine. He lost the thrust in the engines. He's returning immediately. Cactus 1529. Which engines? He lost thrust in both engines. He said. Got it. Cactus 1529. We can get it for you. Do you want to try to land 1913? We're unable. We may end up in the Hudson. Okay. So. Turn 2760. Turn left 070. Turn 2760. I can get 15.9. It's going to be left traffic to runway 31. Unable. Okay, what do you need to land? Cactus 15.9, runway 4 is available if you want to make left traffic to runway 4. What's over to our right? Anything in New Jersey? Maybe Teterboro? Okay, yeah, off your right side is Teterboro Airport. Do you want to try to go to Teterboro? Yes. Teterboro, uh, Empire. Actually, LaGuardia departure guy, emergency inbound. Hey, guys. Cactus 1529 over the George Washington Bridge wants to go to the airport right now. Wants to go to our airport. Check. Does he need assistance? Uh, yes. He, uh, it was a bird strike. Can I get him in for, uh, runway one? Runway one. That's good. Cactus 1529, turn right 280. He can land runway right. one at Teterboro. We can't do it. Okay. Which runway would you like at Teterboro? We're going to be in the Hudson. Um, I'm sorry, say again, Cactus? Tower. Yeah, Tower, what's, what's your line? Okay, listen, um, we're going to tell you something important. It's Cactus 1549. We see somebody low-level in the Hudson River below 400, okay? You're going to need to um, alert the New York and New Jersey Port Authority police over there. New York and New Jersey Port Authority Okay, he's on the Hudson River. He's just about a mile and a half north of the Lincoln Tunnel. Last sighted below 900 feet. We still got a target on him, but he looks like he's low level. Okay. Okay? All right, good. And that's Cactus 1549, 1549er. 1549, and what airline is that? Um, U.S. Air, Cactus. Okay, thanks. All right, so I didn't know at all what you were doing with that clip because you changed it. Sorry about that. Yeah, I did. Changed it. Me. Um, yeah, so um, that was uh, what probably every person in the world knows of. That's Captain Sully and the air I traffic don't. control. I don't know anything about this. What? Oh, okay, well, there you go. Well, well, there was a whole movie on it. Was there with the guy from uh, Castaway? There was a movie uh, about the guy. Tom Hanks. Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. There was a movie about well, this. I've never seen the movie yes. either, but um, yeah, this actually happened. It's called so. Sully. Yeah. I, I, where have I been living? I know nothing about this until she said it. Mississippi, apparently. Yeah, yeah I have. <laughs> hey, true. I, I live here too. Where nothing happens. I know about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, lots you happened. weren't here in 2009, were you? No. No, I was in. Mm -hmm. I was in uh, Menifee still. Menifee, yeah. And yeah. 2010, yeah. you were not. No, 2012. No, 2012. 2012? It was not yeah. 2012. It was yeah, Mother's Day 2012. Don't bring it up. He'll cry. So, yeah, so yeah. you're living under a rock in Menifee at the time. Dude, I, I guess. I don't know shit about fuck, apparently. Oh, okay. All right, well, let me school you. Just a little bit right. on it. Not, okay. not a lot. You can so, watch okay, so I, I did hear in the clip of birds in both engines and yes. and then him saying, we're going to the Hudson. Yeah. Right. So soon after taking off from LaGuardia Airport, the U.S. Airways Flight 1549, which a lot of people may argue this, it sounds like he's saying 1529. It's actually 1549. That's just how they talk. Get over it. New York. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. 
there was a lot of argumentative uh, commentary on the internet, but whatever. Um, he's mm. also referred to as his call sign or his aircraft's call sign is Cactus fifteen forty nine, which is why they kept saying Cactus. It took bird strikes to both engines, causing en- engine failure immediately, and they were geese. And apparently, they were able to see them. Geese are assholes. Yeah, they. Had Josh, remember those geese we had? Yeah. Those geese we had the ones that didn't like you. No, they did not like me, man. I have a picture. They're a good judge of, of character. Uh, apparently, because I have <laughs> a picture of trying to go character. try to go meet them, and then I have a picture of me running away with their full spread wings right after me. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling man, you, it was that geese one geese. Dude, it was that one yeah. goose. Yeah. Geese, goose. That <laughs> one, one goose. goose. That one goose. Geese. Lots of geese. Geeses. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> it was a goose. <laughs> I kept chasing you. That one. Yeah. Agus. <laughs> Sounds like something else. So, anyways, um, this is like not. It was really a whole, from the start like a freak. Wait, did the geese incident. survive? Yeah. Yes, they did, Octavia. They did. The they're still living way. today. I, waiting, hope, I hope they're okay. Waiting to take out Tuck. another aircraft. Yeah, they did tuck and roll. Yeah. No. Well, I hope <laughs> they, they, squeezed, right the they squeezed together really, really tight to fit yeah. through the blades as they were going at 316 miles per hour. Feet, feet per second. Well, no, I mean, I'm just saying the spinning. I don't know exactly how you. 500 uh, those, knots, whatever the hell you want to call that. Those as things, long as no animals turbines, are harmed, I'm cool Those turbines story. go faster than that. They're, yeah, okay. Well, so there no were no animals, animals harmed. harmed in the making of the film. <laughs> Correct. True. There you go. So Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, I, got you. I got this clip, and then I also got some of the information from another clip that Sully himself was describing of the incident. And he stated that they were traveling at 316 feet per second at this point, and he saw the geese before he was actually able or, you know, to come in contact. Obviously this is not something you can just like swerve to avoid there. It's a giant ass airplane. So he's unable to avoid them. And this began the immediate and calm communication between everyone involved while air traffic control is continuing communication with the pilot Sully and giving suggestions on where to turn, where they could possibly land and alerting other airports, police, fire and city officials. Captain Sully calmly and frankly stated to the aircraft, air traffic controllers that we're going in the Hudson. At that moment, everyone in the ATC tower and all others listening thought this was the end of every life on board of that flight. Captain Sully knew this was the only way he could possibly save them, which speaks volumes for everyone involved and the level of calm they were able to maintain. At the time of the flight, Captain Sully had over 19,000 hours of flying and over 4,000 on this particular type of aircraft he knew immediately what was going to, going on and he could feel the plane lose all power and knew it was all on him to land the plane safely so all 150 passengers and attendants on board would live. This was an Airbus A320 plane and these were never specifically trained for water landings and at that point, the only way he knew how to land it on water safely was what he had learned in books decades before. So while still keeping an open line of communication with the air Air traffic control center captain sully had to use his calm and stern voice to alert all passengers and crew on board he stated that short quick and clear words needed to be used so he chose brace for impact and he could then hear the two flight attendants from the very front and he named them by name but i've already forgotten i believe one of them was becky sorry about that ladies becky from the block yeah Maybe the other one was Barbara or Susie. I cannot remember. Sorry. No, it was Becky with the good hair. Oh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Definitely have good hair. Regardless. Barbara um, is Jenny. Block. Yeah. <laughs> Jenny from the block. That's right. <laughs> Jenny. I don't know. I'm not he good enough. He could hear them outside the cockpit door 
yelling to the passengers in a stern, not yelling frantically, but just loudly repeating to the passengers, heads down, brace, 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 and hold on tight. And he knew that he knew this was all a team effort because everyone was able to stay calm, keep communication going, and relay orders as needed, as he needed to still. Yeah, words are hard. Sorry. Relay orders as needed, but he still, he still to this day feels the only way that he was able to keep everyone safe. He was able to keep everyone alive and safely land this aircraft was that everyone was able to keep calm and communicate. It took four hours for him to actually be told that every person made it off. And the last, I believe, person to be brought off, this is in January in New York, and it's freezing, and they're in the middle of the Hudson River. So they had to slowly get everyone off the plane, but there was one handicapped elderly lady, and he would not leave the aircraft until she got off. So four hours, everyone's freezing their asses off, and this man did something that the... Never no been one done. has ever done. No one's yet. ever done. That's yeah. intense. So that's a crazy a story. Yeah. So watch yeah, the movie. Yeah, I can see that now. No, I can see that now though. So there was a lot of like, even in the films, like they go more detail, like on the legal side of it. Oh yeah. Right? Oh yeah. It goes a lot. The legal side to landing well, a plane. Well, the 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 airplane has a the, liability. The company itself was like, yeah. dude, you could have landed at an airport. You landed in the river. It, it was a whole thing. Like they were demonizing him for landing it in the Hudson versus saving the plane and landing it on a, a tarmac somewhere. When why, he, like, why did he that? Since then they have come to the conclusion that he could not have safely landed with both engines having been failed. Well, like he was, so he made the right choice. Ascending, yes. Right. Ascending. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It was on yeah. takeoff. Okay, so he was ascending. Yes. He was on takeoff and he was, accelerating at an exponential speed oh, 316 feet per second is a lot yes but it also was picking up like you have to obviously pick up speed so uh-huh. before the geese and then once the engines failed he then tried to do the backup system i didn't go into de- detail about this but the backup system was also not going to allow him to it had also not been fully functional i guess and was not going to allow him to safely land on land so he knew that his only hope was to Maybe think that he could slowly decline at a pace where hitting the land or hitting the water would not be as hard as hitting concrete on a runway. But then again, the Hudson River is frozen over in January. So they were also argumentative on that part that turning around and going back to the airplane, I mean, airport would have been more beneficial to everyone on board. So did he make the right choice? Yes. Yes. It's been dispelled that there's no way that. They would have lived, and the plane would have been intact if he landed on concrete. So they Dang, put other, other pilots. Uh, so when they did this whole, um, it was like a big court case on it as well. Mm-hmm. And so they put other pilots with probably even more uh, airtime than him. They put him in a simulation, and they gave him the exact same. They didn't tell him when, yeah. But they they put him in a simulation, did the same takeoff, and all of a sudden they just cut their engines and said. Oh. What do you do? And they all tried different methods. His was the only one that, that, yeah, his his was the only one that that would result in everyone getting off alive. Oh, that's good. He was vindicated then because he looked like yes. sounded like he was uh, trying to get the trying to blame him. I mean, he saved yes. everybody. So I don't know why yes. they would be blaming they him. Try to blame him because the air because they, they, they air, lost the because he destroyed a million dollar yeah, aircraft. Okay. Yeah, a billion dollar right. aircraft. Was, but also the the company <clears> itself. Those people could 
that opens them up to, you have to think there's 150 people on board that opens that company up to 150 civil suits. So they didn't want people to live. <laughs> they didn't want it, it was to cheaper them. to pay for a new plane. Right. It was drawn out. Like, you know what? <laughs> Jeez. See, that's, that's interesting. It really is. I don't know how I don't know about this. But that's crazy. I mean, there was a, there was yeah there was another similar movie called Flight with uh, Denzel Denzel yeah and they did the yeah. same thing except I think it was some I think he was like drunk and then he flew the plane like oh, made a yeah, really the drunk like, pilot yeah, on yeah the drunk pilot without getting breathalyzed yeah, every yeah, single yeah. pilot is breathalyzed and then, prior to getting on yeah so because of Denzel because <laughs> <laughs> of Denzel <laughs> but I remember that one too another another movie yeah. for for legalities. Yeah, I remember that. But also the two pilots, the other, the co-pilot's name was Jeffrey, I believe. Um, I wrote his name, but I'm sorry. Jeffrey. No shade to you. But anyways, um, they looked at each other, did a sigh of relief and said, wow, that was a close one. Those were their like actual black box recorded words to each other after they landed. <laughs> what an anticlimactic Can you imagine like, having that much cool like in your training and all that stuff and right? just relying on everything. Just be like, whoa, dude. Well, just listen. Yeah, at this point, they have not gotten out. Yeah. yeah, on that aircraft, point, like they it. have not gotten out of the cockpit. They don't even know if the plane is intact. Really, just the cockpit <laughs> is. They don't know if any, everyone's still alive. Yeah, like, but they just were like, "Wow, like that was a close one." Like, I would have been like the Kermit the Frog meme where he's just <laughs> panicking, running. <laughs> yeah, or the SpongeBob, SpongeBob and Patrick one where Patrick's just like running back and forth. Oh, running around. Mm-hmm. Yep. I would not have been calm. Nope. I'd be like, oh, we're dead. <laughs> we're all dead. You fuck. We're fucked. That's it. Like, all right, well, you know what? I Kudos. tried. Screw this. Bird hit us. No, we're going down. No. I can't even Kudos say that. I wouldn't have middle. tried. I would have immediately given up and be like, oh, I guess that's it, dude. Uh, just hold on to your ankles. Wheel, like, like, was, was that the door? Did he just jump out of the plane? Yeah. <laughs> the pressure of the cabin changes. But the, the staffing <laughs> on the plane also, the like crew, like just these. Yeah, it seems like everyone, even the passengers were. But no, I mean, they didn't have a choice. Like, there's no audio recordings inside yeah, the plane. Still, like, they just were, I'm sure there was panic as shit, like, in going on inside the aircraft. But, like, yeah. the cockpit is the movie airplane, calm. right? Yeah. Josh, would you would you like to tell the uh, Jen and Silent Bob story from Mallrats about the airplane that was going down? Oh, no. We don't We don't talk about it. Okay. No, we're, we're not going to talk about, about it. Okay. We don't talk about it. it looked there's some things the we don't talk about. <laughs> there's some things we just don't talk about. Jesus. Man, we, we don't, we never know if he finishes or not. We never okay. know. We'll never know. Uh, well, that's that's actually pretty interesting. I'm like, I like that. Thanks. It wasn't interesting until I knew the backstory. <clears throat> Is it my turn? <clears throat> yeah, it looks like it's, uh, it's it's on you. So I'm bringing the downers. Oh, good. <laughs> oh man, good. Yeah, so, so much for the uppers. I get it. Yeah, yeah, we'll up. uh, yeah. After this, like, successful landing on the Hudson, no one died. There's going to be death now. Oh yeah. I was going to do body cam footage and now one, but I gave them to you. Oh, you didn't know what the fuck you were going to do. Shut up. Yes, I did. <laughs> you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Oh, yes, I did. Ask them. I almost spit on my nope. beer. Yeah. yeah fuck you. No, you didn't. <laughs> we're about to have to put this on TikTok. Like, fucking YouTube. We're going to have a brawl on video. <laughs> yeah, body cam footage. That definitely equates to a good audio medium. No, I said or 911 calls. Yeah, they do actually fucker. Well, they don't. <laughs> Any case, so what, I'm a visual kind of guy. So I got two nine and one calls that um, you guys are going to be listening to, and they both involve, um, we'll say, a, mur- a death. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, first one being a, a previous millionaire um, who is accused of killing his wife. All right, here we go. Now with emergency. I just shot my wife. You just what? I just shot my wife. Where's your wife? She's right here on the floor. Please send somebody at 5277 Iowa Country Club Drive. Okay, what's going on there? I just shot my wife. You just shot your wife? I shot my wife, yes. Please send somebody over. Don't mind with me. Let me add the fire department. Don't hang up. I will pick Wow. How could it be so Why chill? Is he so yeah. chill, like so matter of fact. Uh, I just shot my wife. Like, I almost feel like he got irritated. Was like, I just fucking told you, I just shot my wife. Like, well, I feel like he was like that five close. Times. Like, yeah. he was that close. Well, I mean, I, imagine being the dispatcher here that like, you did what? Sorry, like, what now? You know, it's that tone of voice too. That's, shot that's my wife. But the call period is odd to me. Like, if you did it, you were planning on it. Whatever. Like, why call? He seemed like way too calm. for it to be an accident and not have like any mm. state of shock or like oh shit I or crying you know nothing like that yeah it's it's, it's, it's trippy to me it's unsettling well, let's talk about it okay so, okay so what's this all about so that was Bob Ward okay uh, he was a former uh, Isleworth millionaire this happened in um, you heard Orange County Fire Rescue that's Orange County Florida not Orange County California oh, okay. oh I was yeah I was thinking California. Yeah, he was a, a a millionaire. He had a company, and since the, the, a lot of shit, lost a lot of money, essentially. Uh, so that's why they call him a former millionaire. Um, Thanks and for then, that. Probably why he shot his wife. Yeah. Well, he was accused of murdering his wife, Diane Ward. How was he accused if he admitted to it? 
We'll talk about that. Because you're innocent okay. until proven guilty. Yeah. I, I mean, coercion. It was a phone call. You weren't there. Okay. Yeah. So, and we'll talk about why he seemed so surprisingly calm about mm-hmm. the whole situation. Unsettlingly calm. Yes. Now, a matter of fact. Yeah. And as it stands, Bob is convicted of manslaughter in the 2009 death of his wife. Um, he was originally convicted of second degree murder in 2011. But the judge at the time overturned the guilty verdict because his attorney did not properly object to evidence pertaining to his right to remain silent. So all that evidence was dismissed. Uh, The judge said, I can't allow this to be a guilty verdict based on your attorney not overturning stuff that is in blatant. um, What's that? The Fifth Amendment. Yes. Like all this stuff needs to be, it should have been removed from uh, the prosecution um, and it didn't happen. So they uh, then did a second um, hearing and the second jury then found him guilty in the lesser charge of manslaughter. But that manslaughter charge came with 30 year, a 30 year sentence. So it's a big sentence for manslaughter. That is a big sentence. Uh, But also, he was then having to reimburse the state for his time in prison, which was $50 a day. Yeah. They said, you're also going to have to pay back the state for being incarcerated. Is that normal? Is that a normal process? Actually, you know what? I have heard of this where um, part of being in prison then let go and being the reason you have such a hard time is not only because getting used to the outside life again, you do have to pay the state back for your time in jail. I don't think that's true. They have restitution. They have victims impact. I've heard many stories about like people coming out of prison with a hefty fine or essentially it's a fine. Yeah. Yeah. Don't fucking put me there. Then, I won't have to pay shit. Well, then don't that's, do a that's crime. Part of the, that's part of the argument of uh, incarcerating I for sit the fuck non-offenses. I can with an ankle bracelet and not have to right. pay your ass. That, that is part of the argument for non-offenses, mm-hmm. non-lethal or non-violent offenses, is that, yeah, you being in prison lets you not vote, right? Or, you know, all these other things. And it's hard to find a job. On top of that, you have these fines. You $10,000, you know, what $547,000, you know? So it's that's part of the argument of unnecessary incarceration like especially mm-hmm. for drug offenses yeah they slapped him with 30 years and said you got to pay back 50 dollars a day excluding leap year days and the grand <laughs> total oh, thank god, yeah. thank, so god. thank you judge you are so kind <laughs> so nice. uh so grand total was five hundred and forty seven thousand dollars and five hundred forty seven thousand five hundred dollars jesus Yikes. That is a Understandable. house in LA. Understandable. A small one. Makes sense. Yeah. But one bedroom, no air. Um, we're gonna give you credit for the six years that you already spent in prison. Oh, so, so generous. Oh, so yeah. generous. Love them. Now Wait, does he get those so he gets six years of fifty dollars a day taken off? No. That's it comes off his thirty year sentence. Oh, it's like time served. Not the payment, time served. Oh, just the time. Okay. Yeah. Time so you have to pay for 24 years. Still, yes. still five and a half thousand dollars. Or, I mean, five and a half. Uh, half no, a mil. A million, half a mil. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Now, what makes the case weird, um, he had two, dollar, two daughters, Sarah and Mallory. And 
um, his daughter Sarah asked the judge to set her father free. Huh. Now, you see, they found a suicide note about nine years after Diane's death in the closet of their home. And this note read, Dear Mallory and Sarah, please know how much I love you. I don't know how it happened for me to end up like this. I want you to have wonderful lives and know that I will always be watching out for you both. Take care of daddy. I love you more than you will ever know. Take care of the dogs. They will need you. Oh my God. Sarah Ward said, it's the daughter, reading the note was like hearing from her mother for the first time since her death. It took two trials, my dad spending six years in prison and possibly more now for me to stop blaming her and to see the pain that must she must have been feeling toward the end of her life. Now, Bob Ward had always maintained that the gun had gone off by accident when he was trying to wrestle it uh, away from his wife, who was trying to commit suicide. Yeah, what I'm asking from you is please make this right. Please. I'm a good person. I didn't do this. However, the prosecutor on the case, Assistant State Attorney Jay Will, pointed out that there's no proof of when the note was written and questioned how it was found nine years after her death. Now, regardless of the prosecution, I myself find it comforting knowing that his daughter, um, and there's not a lot from Mallory, the other daughter. Um, mm-hmm. That's Sarah. Some Chanel, Mallory, the other one. Um, so Sarah and Mallory. Sarah's the one that's that's been uh, in, involved in this case, in vocal. Um, there was some shenanigans with a previous prosecutor and talking with the other daughter after the case um, unprofessionally. That's all that comes of that. Mm-hmm. But at least knowing that uh, Sarah is on the same um, page as her dad in knowing that her mother was trying to commit suicide and um, her dad was trying to stop that and the gun accidentally went off. And that's why I feel he was so calm. He, he, oh, okay. he was, he, he knew <clears throat> in my eyes, he knew what was happening. Um, she was, you know, holding the gun and he was trying to stop her and it went off and he knew he didn't murder her, but he knew the pain that she was going through. And so it, it seemed he was kind of in a calm mentality, I guess. Yeah. Um, that's a twist. Yeah. But it, but knowing that his daughter believes in her dad's innocence and, and stated to the courtroom, I promise you that the life we have now is not what she wanted when she asked us to, asked us to take care of our dad. My dad has paid his paid a debt that he does not owe six years in prison. Yeah. That's really sad. Damn. Yeah. That is, that is a twist I did not see coming. And no. I completely agree with Will on this that like finding that letter is like to me that should just have been like a fucking mistrial. Like double jeopardy should not be in play. Like, I mean, all of that, I mean, should be, he, whether or not you want to believe that he helped her commit suicide or that he was trying to wrangle the gun from her, from keeping her from committing suicide. The letters there, the facts are there. Like she wanted to die and he may or may not have been home one day and she was going to do it regardless. Like she wrote the letter. She said goodbye to her kids, told him to take care of the dogs, like take care of daddy, whatever. Like she just, she was struggling and that's really a difficult place to be in as a family member of someone who's struggling, but also as someone who's struggled and. Yeah. They, um, 
even went as far as to compare like the writing on the the note to her her writing and mm-hmm. they concluded that it was a match. Oh good. Um but again the prosecution is so hard on making this a murder case and and just saying well why did all of a sudden you guys find it nine years after she died? It's kind of hard that to is ask weird... that. Yes, but yeah. it's kind of hard to ask a question of it was tucked away in a closet. Like it 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 wasn't easily put out like she was planned on committing suicide that night, you know, and had it laid out. It was, it was tucked away. And unless they were selling the house, there's really no reason to go digging through like your mother's closet. Really? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she was saving it. Like she didn't want to like have to do it whenever she got the courage to like actually go through the act the day of. So she wrote the letter in a time of maybe, some sort of stable state, but knowing that that's where her mind was going or that she planned to do it, just not at that moment and had the letters like stowed away for her to pull out. And Yeah. I mean, there's tons of of people that the minute they write their suicide note and they reread it to themselves, they're like, fuck. Well, this begs the question, would it have been better to just let it happen? I mean, yeah, you would have for him for him. Yes. Yeah. Right. I mean, he, would be convicted he was, he was of, legally, it's a weird yes, question. not mentally. Right. That's what I'm saying. So like legally, he would not be in prison. He would not be, have any of this. However, mentally, he that. would not have tried. He would not have tried to save his wife. Right. And so I'm sure that's a guilt maybe worse than prison if he had, if that were reality. You know what I mean? So it's a hard question of uh, shit. Like if he knew that she was like this, do I try to do something about it? I mean, obviously, you don't think that you're going to end up in prison when someone's trying to kill themselves, but I don't know. It's, it's a weird, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. You can't, you can't just like be in that situation and not do anything, you know, like right. maybe yeah. like, cause there's a lot that we don't know. Maybe they had some kind of discussion or argument that led to her finally be like, you know what? I'm just going to do it right now. Kind of thing. And right. then, you know, and he's right there to witness it. He's not just like, he's not going to let it happen. stand by. He's yeah. not maybe trying he to like, do what he can, you know, the act happening. Like, but also he has two daughters. She has, they have two daughters two daughters together i'm sure they love each other he's watching his wife struggle immensely and wants to help her but we don't know that they were just sitting around the house and then she just got up and decided to kill herself oh, so i'm saying like we, we don't she we don't know walked. what yeah what had happened beforehand yeah now listening to if we think about the um tape again or the audio from this point of view of knowing what he knew and trying to stop her the the audio now seems not more matter of fact but defeated if you think yeah. about it yeah, exactly. it seems like you can hear I, it. Like, I damn. shot my wife. You yeah. know, no, no I didn't do it on purpose. Nah, she's it's, done. It's more defeated than just matter of fact. I fucking murdered my wife. Or maybe also, like also trying to look at it from like, you know what? I don't want my daughters growing up exactly. thinking that his mom or that their mom, you know, took her own life and blame themselves kind of thing. You know, versus yeah. like, you know what? Why, I accidentally shot my, shot my wife. Yeah, you know. you're alive. Let your daughters hate you. Like I kind of feel like that's where he was going with that. Like he's taking the blame, so his daughters aren't going to be, you know, you know with him with him taking that blame. They have a definite answer. You know, this yeah. is what happened to my mom. Without Dang. thinking that, but again, that know, trying it, to trying to like save face. You know, like well, I'd rather yeah. you it took think, nine years. Nine years I mean, from the time of her death to find it. I mean, because <laughs> if he didn't know about the letter, I mean. No, no, it, they, they found it nine that. years. Yeah, nine years after the the death is when they actually found the letter. 
That's insane. And we but still you can, you know. can tell like in his uh, how he says it too. You know, the first time like, how do you know she is she not breathing? Like, no, she's dead. And the second time yeah. he's like, no, she's she's done. Yeah. Well, man, thanks for bringing us down. What else you got for us? I got another downer. <laughs> I got another murder. Oh, yeah. Another one. Uh, oh, yeah. This time, uh, a grandma. Oh, not Aww. the Grammys. Right. So we're we're going to leave it there. Murder no, we're going to leave it there, murder. and we're just going to play the clip, and then we'll find out what happens. Yeah, okay? we'll find out what happens. The old people. We'll play the clip. Nana. Here we go.
Hey, Will. Whoa. Did you say goodbye and then just cut out? Yeah, Will, I'd just like to... Um, fuck you, man. Why was that so rough? That sucks. That was a lot. Okay, I need to hear what happened. You're muted. You're muted. I'm muted. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, is that how he's going to end it? No, that was, um, so that was a nine one one call from Jonathan Hoffman. Um, he was 17, uh, living with his grandma and, um, shot three times and you can hear, and it's kind of hard to hear just cause the, um, the quality of the audio, uh, he gets shot again while he's on the phone. Yeah, we heard that, um, actually. Yeah. And mm. the grandma shot him in the stomach. Good Lord. And then he, he later dies. Um, so law enforcement say that his grandma, Sandra uh, Lane, shot the 9mm Glock 10 times, striking her grandson six times, killing him. Now... Jesus, why? Yeah. Well, she's saying this happened in... Uh, 2012, that the slang was in self-defense. Mm. Lane says she bought the gun about a month before the murder because she feared that her grandson's friends were dangerous and might steal her valuables. Her grandson um, had also started doing drugs and became uh, more violent and had gotten into numerous altercations with him prior to this murder. The jurors didn't buy it. Instead, they found her guilty of second-degree murder Sentenced her to 22 years in prison. Because the questions were, right? If, if she really acted in self-defense, why didn't she call 911 to ask for help before shooting him? Maybe she didn't and, have time. Okay, we'll play devil's advocate. Then why didn't she call 911 after shooting him the first three times? Just fuck that bitch. <laughs> Instead, she comes back while Jonathan himself is bleeding out, pleading for help, and then shoots him yet again. And even, no then, and even then still doesn't call 911. Jesus. Yeah. And we don't yeah. know we don't know the real reason. Not really. No. No. It's just her her paranoia, maybe. Grandma would never. Grandma did. That's the grandma thing. Would grandma never. did. Yeah, in this case, grandma you, did. You heard it happening. You yeah. heard it happening. Yeah, when she the was, when the police showed up. Bussing. Yeah, when the police showed up, she came walking out of the door with a handgun in her hand, hands up, saying, I just murdered my grandson. She was just being forthcoming with information. She was trying to follow procedure and make it easy on them. So she wasn't trying to commit suicide by police. And, you know, yeah, because there's a procedure a for coming out to the cops after you kill your grandson. Yeah. You just blurt out what you did. The. Well, I yeah. mean, the crazy maybe, thing is, I don't know. I just, grandma, don't do that. Her defense. <laughs> so her defense grandma was, okay. yeah, her grandma defense know. the whole time was, no, this was defense. She loved her grandson. She never wanted to do this. When they were talking about sentencing, they wanted a one year sentence. What? what? Yeah. Who wanted a one year ten- sentence? The defense for her. Oh, what of the course fuck? they did. Like, hey, just give the us a. Defense wants nothing. Like, just give us no, a one-year no one sentence. Days. Just she's a not a. Sentence. She's not harmful to anyone. 
she doesn't you know the <laughs> okay. purpose of prison so her is, grandson. yeah the, the clearly the purpose of prison is to uh, uh teach people and you know uh, what's the, the to reform and all that yeah, reform like, and rehabilitate she's 75 you, she, she doesn't need rehabilitation just give oh, her she knew a, what she was doing yeah just give her a year in prison and let it go wow just send her back to her home put her in a fucking old lady home or something like at that point shit and that's what have you're more asking murders on top of that no i'm just saying like essentially they're asking like i'm not like advocating for murder or anything but like i can't Imagine that she just up and one day decided to buy a gun and a month later shoot her grandson to death oh, for Mark. absolutely no re- reason. Or, or advocate, devil's advocate here, right? Jonathan was probably being a bad boy. Right. So maybe everything she was saying is true. She came in or he came over to visit whatever just to they live together. So. You know, oh, they live together. Yes. So yes. he knows he where all the goods were. friends were stealing her valuables and she had to protect her rot. That's all right. So, okay, so if if that happened, right? He takes three to the stomach, chest, whatever, he, wherever he got shot at, calls the cops like, "Hey, I need an ambulance," kind of thing. Calls nine one one, and then during that time, because you, what I'm assuming, like the phone drops or he drops his phone, puts his down to get up to try and take the gun from grandma, shots, shoots off another one, and then you know she's gonna have more. You know, with a 70 plus years experience of just being alive, but like, I just shot my grandson. Like, this really just happened. Grandma realized she fucked up and she had to go back and finish what she said. Anyways, I come in blasting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically. No, but yeah. It, it, like, they even said when she bought the gun, she was always at the range, like practicing. Oh, she was ready. She's getting ready. Oh, yeah. She was ready. You fucking, yeah. she was sick of her grandma. I mean, six out of 10, that, I think that's better than what I would have done. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, one of them being point blank dudes point just blank lying on the ground lying on the ground on the phone with police yeah <laughs> not not very hard to do yeah growing a bit she was finishing what she started okay damn that's mm-hmm. still sure. i mean imagine your grandma I, coming at you she, she came on the my phone grandma would never just oh, imagine the opposite just, imagine just saying but imagine she, imagination she came into the room you know? she came into the room like oh you're on the phone snitching on me yeah. hey guess what <laughs> right? Snitches get stitched out, motherfucker. Talk shit, get hit. I don't know. That's brutal, man. Snitches yeah. get stitches or yeah. shot in the stomach. And end up in ditches. Damn. That's brutal, yeah. though. Murdered by grandma. <clears throat> and he's only and 17. And now we have a Netflix series, Worst Roommate Ever. Yeah. Right. So Jonathan's parents call the guilty verdict vindication for their son. Lane's daughter, Jennifer Hoffman, asked a judge to show no mercy and called her mother a narcissist. She showed no mercy when she planned, stalked, and murdered my son in his bedroom. Sandra Lane is pure evil, and if given the opportunity, would surely kill again. She tormented him for 12 minutes before he finally ki- he was finally killed. Wow. Wow. That's... Damn. This, I mean, it does sound like she planned all of this. She bought a gun a month before. She trained, and mm-hmm. he was in his room. Maybe she snapped, okay? Yeah, obviously. Mentally ill That's people. Not even the question. <laughs> she obviously did. But maybe it was like for not even like I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Why, I don't why was he living with grandma like, to begin with? Does it say? Um yeah, so yeah. um he was living with his grandparents so he could finish his senior year at his Michigan high school while his parents uh who were divorcing moved to Arizona. So oh, he didn't, okay. he didn't thought, want to lose out on, on senior year of high school. So he yeah. stayed there 
decided to live with grandma. Uh, that's when he started getting into drugs. Uh, he had a lot of run-ins. Um, he was on probation and stuff. I, I mean, that doesn't uh, excuse. Warrant his death. Yeah. Yes. So they did during, it was like a two-week trial, they did shed him in a negative light based mm-hmm. on his, his actions as a teenager, 17. 17-year-old. There's um, no shit about which, fuck. Which even, like, yes. Which, this is, remember, this is the defense who has to be the bad guy and say, mm-hmm. oh my God, this guy was on drugs, he was a violent guy, just basically shit on his his image to get grandma off. Um, and then the jury seeing past all that and just saying, nope. I don't yeah. believe any is- of that bullshit that you guys are spewing at us. Uh, grandma goes to prison. It's 2012. She probably said goddamn millennials when she was doing it too. Yeah. <laughs> Ruining the country, I say. Ruining my it's, economy. I wonder like how the parents feel though. Like, Had she ever exhibited symptoms of being a narcissist prior to this event because they allowed him to live there? And then, of course, with them not being there, them going through divorce, most kids go through issues in life when they're, you know, whatever, they're acting out when their parents divorce. But also, he's living with a grandparent. Most grandparents, you know, they they didn't, your parents don't have McDonald's money, grandparents do. Kind of thing. So, like, <laughs> grandma was, like, letting him Enabling him, you think? Yeah, a little bit. Maybe I'm asking, like, maybe that could have been maybe. the situation. And then she realized, okay, well, maybe this bitch doesn't deserve my McDonald's money. He's going to fucking pay for it. <laughs> Damn. Well, thanks for uh, bringing his Always way down. Well. Instead of a four piece. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm here for. Yeah. That's crazy. Bring his way down. Mm. My grandma. All right. I'm sorry. Well, the, that's, uh, that's what we brought to the table. Uh, Josh, you, uh, you have any crazy sounds or anything you know of? Actually, you know what? After doing a little dive and just looking around, right, I did bring a right. little something for you guys. Oh, okay. nice. So just a little history with this. Um, at, you know, at the end of World War II, that marked the beginning of a lot of things, right, like tech and protocols, safety measures, all that stuff. And it also brought the beginning of the Cold War, right? Well, okay. during the Cold War, the U.S. Navy had a hydrophone system in place called the SOSAS or, you know, the sound surveillance system for short. And this system was a classified <clears throat> system. It was a passive sonar system that to look for Soviet submarines. And this is all during like the, the 1980s, right? I think it was like 85 around there. Cold War. Yeah. Cold War shit. <clears throat> Cold War stuff. Right. So, but this was under the guise of a project called um, Project Caesar, which was basically a front with the U.S. and the U.K., Right, to listen to underwater soundscapes like earthquakes, uh, volcanic activities, whales, etc. <clears throat> All right. So that was a classic right. listening for whales. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it was all a disguise. Like, oh, yeah. we're going to be doing this. You know, we're listening so, uh, for whale calls. Really, yeah. we're we're looking for those submarinos. Yeah, you know those those ships that go out. What are they called? Uh, the uh, there's a sh- they're out here all the time. The Nova, I want to say, Emily. The the ships nope. are out here. They go out into the start of the storms. You know, they're always listening for whales. Oh, Noah. <laughs> Noah. 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 Right. And yeah, Noah. Yeah, right. they're always going out there listening. Let's listen for whales while we're out here. Uh, Everyone yeah, does it. Exactly. All right. And that's that's a team, right? Looking for the Ruskies. Right. So. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> yes. that's, on that, like, fast forward, right, to 1997. 
And at this point, the hydrophones are being used by NOAA, right? To detect, you know, everything else that I was supposed to detect, you know, earthquake, volcanoes, um, et cetera. <clears throat> so they're doing the research in the Southern Pacific and the hydrophones are down in the ocean, like way down low in the deep sound channel, you know, where the water's um, a little bit warmer, way down deep and the frequency, which just, it just carries sound a lot better than anywhere else in the ocean. Yeah. <clears throat> right. And um, so they're in the deep sound channel and this is the sound that they hear. This is the first one. This is the first one. Yeah. Wait, is this the sped up or not? Yes. Okay. So now, now this. Oh, and it is, goes on for a little bit. I think that was the last one. There you go. Yeah. yeah, that was it. Okay, so this is known as the bloop. All right, and that bloop. <clears throat> so those sounds, those little dings we the heard. Little, yeah, those they sound like bloop. little bubbles. That sound like a bloop. That sound like the a only bloop, word. like little bubbles. <laughs> yeah, someone letting air out underwater. Yes, yeah, somebody exactly. Somebody doing so a little not, toot. Yeah. That's not normally there. Is what you <laughs> fart in the bathtub? Right, that's not normally there. Well, it's yeah, an exactly. anomaly. It's those little escape bubbles. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oops, let one out. Okay. All right. So the thing about this clip, though, is that this bloop is yeah. sped up 16 times. That what we just heard is the fast what? we just heard was sped up 16 times. So that's right? not the original. I so need that to hear is the not slow the original. Version. You want to hear it again? 16 times. What? It was sped up. Want, yeah, 16 times. Do you right? want to hear it again? Yeah. yeah. It's not very really long. Yeah. Let's play it again. Couple toots at the end there. Yeah, a little toots. <laughs> so, okay, so wait, hold on. Josh has to know what I'm talking about right now, but this reminds me of a person who has never tried or gotten fetal tones, hard tones before, and they're trying. <laughs> and that's fucking what it sounds like. Totally. Like you're just, where do they normally find it? You're just like, where? Like, yeah, it, it all depends on the placement of the baby. So you hear bubble guts, you know? Like, yeah, no, that's just that you. That's exactly what that sounds like. That's, to me, yeah. that sounds like straight time, though. It doesn't sound. It doesn't sound. Yeah, no like speed it's at, all. at all. It's crazy. It no, sounds like it's straight yeah, time. Like, like it sounds like, it, like what we would expect to hear bubbles in the ocean. Right. It's like unimpressive. Right. Yeah. Like, like, okay. Why, why is this a thing? Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Now that sound, it was such a loud sound. Like it's an ultra low frequency that was that was heard more than 3,000 miles away by other hydrophones. Holy crap. So that was massive. So it was like 5,000 plus kilometers part where it was heard, and it was heard by the, uh, the underwater hydrophones. And where in the world? So where this is? is in the South Pacific. South Pacific. It was yeah. heard in South Pacific or, it hap or originated it happened, in South Right. So they can't pinpoint exactly what it was, right? During, like, the so recording. many microphones picked it up. So the microphones picked it up. So it's just a massive sound, <clears throat> and I, again, very unimpressive sound, right? Right, it really is. So it doesn't seem like to me because it's sped up, and it, it really it's interesting to hear, but it doesn't. Why is this 
a phenomenon? Like, why is this interesting to scientists? I'm, sure I'm, okay. I'm assuming when you slow it down <clears throat> less than 16 times, it starts when to you reveal play itself. It yeah. At regular speed, I really wish Emily was here so she could see it or yeah, hear we'll, it. We'll keep, we'll keep yeah, talking we'll, about it. We'll, so we'll, keep, we'll keep talking. Okay. Yeah. Wait, so, so, can hear it. <clears throat> so this is by, by, by research teams, right? So it all started off as, um, uh, you know what, the basically U.S. called the U.K. like, hey, we're going to be doing this little project on, you know, catching sounds in the ocean for research when really it was to track Soviet ships or so, Soviet yeah, submarines. Yeah. Cold War ship. It started off in the Atlantic and then and that was like in the 40s or 50s and then brought it over to the Pacific, you know, to listen to, quote unquote, you know, soundscapes of the ocean. You mean Ruskies of the ocean? <laughs> <laughs> Ruskies. The, the, the slippery Ruskies of the ocean. Yeah, the ones that got away. <laughs> and um, yeah, so it was just really interesting how like, okay, why why would you even... So who listens to... So, so, so this is, so this Noah is the, the Noah. Now. Noah listens to this... Yeah, so this was back in uh, 97, right? So Noah finally got control of, this, of the, the systems that were in place. And what and, Noah and, is, they're strictly like yeah, environmentalist so type national, of? Yeah, National Oceanic um, Atmospheric Administration. I believe they're part of NASA, okay. correct? They're a branch of NASA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, see, I see their ships all the time. Whenever, especially when it's storming at work, and I look out, I see the Noah ships going towards the sh- towards the storms. Like they track weather phenomenons. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. So now this is the original sound that was heard in those three thousand plus miles. What? Yeah, so that's the original sound that was picked up. Yeah, that sounds way more ominous than the f- yeah. sped up version. Yeah, sounds like but also it sounds like worlds. a fucking yeah. boat motor almost. Also, right. but with at that, the bottom that, of loud, the ocean. that last, yeah, just that's just at the bottom of the ocean. Right, mm-hmm. that's where the so microphone. That are. sound, <laughs> like that's where where everyone's starting to to think because this was back in ninety seven. Like they didn't know what the hell was going on, what they were listening to, where it originated from. And mm-hmm. that's when all of the theories started to come like, oh, that's a boat or that's, you know, they found that 150 foot squid. You know, it was uh, volcanic activity. <clears throat> now, uh, was it uh, it was was it um, the um, ice shelf cracking? Correct. It's another theory. 
Yeah, so there's a lot of theories. Like there's that the giant squid, right? The engines, whales, and other um, unknown sea creatures like the Kraken or even Cthulhu. Ooh, ooh, right. So like back. Uh, so is, is this that is for the, like the HP Lovecraftians, right? So right, right. That, what is that uh, place that that Cthulhu is from? Is like Ra- Raleigh, Raleigh. Oh, I don't know that. Raleigh, something like totally that. Which lost is me. I don't speak nerd. Right. So, well, anyways, the Cthulhu's home, I guess, is like 500 miles from where they heard this sound. Oh, from the story from H.P. Lovecraft's right, from, yeah, story. Yeah, from H.P. Lovecraft's. It's, it takes place for like 500 miles. From this, where this, yeah. they think it originated from. So, where they think it originated. Yeah. So uh, with 95% relay. of the ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Mm-hmm. So 95% you know, of the ocean being undiscovered, like theories are flying everywhere. Right. Who knows what this is at yeah, this Yeah, who point. knows exactly what it is. And for it to be that low, because they were... Even, How many feet was it again? Uh, feet. Or, or meters, whatever. 3, it, was, it, was, heard. it was heard across 3,000 miles of but just water. It doesn't water. say like the depth, though. No, it doesn't, they don't no, know where so it came the, from. No, so oh, the okay. deep sound one goes... Uh, the deep sound channel is... Uh, it goes... I don't know. Um, Will... Will's about to tell you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was going to say, like, isn't Mariana's Trench the law? The, yes, like, yes, the it is. Yeah, that was like deepest seven miles. Point. Yeah, deepest yeah, point that we know something of. like that. Yeah, and over off uh, the coast of Japan somewhere. I was in the Atlantic. Uh, I did too. And I didn't think it was, it was way more. It's closer, it was closer to Japan. In that Deeper area. than seven miles. I, I don't know the exact information. Yeah, so the, but, the, the so far is what it's, like, known as. Um, it's the ocean channel that allows sound to carry great distances. Um, it's about thousand meters. That's still damn deep. Is the, still... is the, is, is the depth thousand meters is it's the depth where they have what's called the, the, so, the so far channel. Yeah. Okay. The deep sound Dang. channel. And that traveled for thousands of miles. Dang. All right. So, okay. What so, I'm wondering is during the, during the, the clip, the, the full version of it, there's a middle section there where it just sounds like, alien static i don't know how else to describe it is that the normal side of the ocean or is that the interesting part i you know what that's that's the question like so is it just because i know the sound is it just it's just eerie from start to finish it is it really is right. it makes you especially at full volume uh and uh the original the mm-hmm. not slow not, not the sped up version it, in my headphones shook the whole time it is yeah, you, powerful. Can, you can feel it you can feel powerful like, the base of that Right. So I'm wondering, like, I know there's like three peaks in that, judging by the audio wave. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's the big one, the bloop itself. And then there's like two in front and there's like a middle section. I'm wondering, it, sound, it sounds mechanical in mm-hmm. a way. Right? Yeah. So there, there's a lot of like speculation as to, at this Eight. time, there was a lot of speculation as to what it was. Um, the boats, like they were thinking like it wasn't um, mechanical or anthro, and I can't even think of the word. Um, but it they wasn't They should be able man-made. to tell the difference, though. It- Right, like it wasn't man-made, and right. they're saying that it sounded like even like ocean uh, marine biologists were saying, "Oh, that sounds organic." You yeah, know, like does. some kind of animal made that sound, but they don't know of any animal in existence that would make a sound that loud, Power- that powerful, powerful enough. for it to be picked up. Well, that's what I was saying. Well like, to was. me, like. It doesn't sound organic in the way that it's an animal sound. It sounds organic in the way that it's earth metal, like moving. I don't know how to describe what I'm trying to think. Mm-hmm. But so lately, 
there has been a phenomenon. We always know UFOs, right? Unidentified flying objects. Mm -hmm. There has been almost proven to be USOs, unidentified submerged objects, things that go in the water, alien craft possibly, but things that sounds from the ocean, things coming out of the ocean, uh, whirlpools created by things that are unexplainable and they are, right. they are known as USOs. And I mean, these things can, the interesting thing about them is that they have been almost documented to be like they are flying and then they go into the ocean and they don't slow down or come out of the ocean. You know how the, the ocean has that tension point, right? It slows mm -hmm. things down. It's almost like if you hit it hard enough. It's almost like hitting concrete. Mm -hmm. This right. doesn't seem to be affected by that. It continues like it's going in fast as fuck. And I'm coming in fast as fuck, boy. And then it just kind of fucking goes into the water. And it continues to go fast as fuck, boy. Yeah, it doesn't. It continues. Exactly. That's exactly right. Like it doesn't. The water does not affect these things. And so now like this sound that's on. They don't know the origin source. Like could this be them well, catching them blasting through? Maybe. All right. So with this sound. That's no, that's in scary. Ireland that's... or Scotland. Maybe Scotland. he moved. How dare no, you? Global warming, you know, migration. Yes, exactly. Is real no, with no, a lock exactly. No, he stays Nessie. where he's at. Yeah, he stays where he's at. <laughs> yeah, there's, but there's, there's, again, like, there's just so many theories out there with everything so unexplored underwater, you know, and then recently they even found like a whole uh, floor of just so condensed that it was actually like fish that moves and like its own little rhythmic pattern, but it spans for three, miles. Three thousand miles? No. Yeah, no. but it's it's just crazy what they're finding, man. Yeah. All Who right, knows? So what, with uh, that, the so ocean, that, that was reported uh, back in '97. I'm more scared of the ocean than anything. Oh yeah, I anything, will not get in the ocean. Anything. Absolutely not. If I cannot see the bottom, like and touch it, like with my feet, like mm -mm, dude, I'm so the ocean out far enough. Like it's a really pretty blue. <laughs> No, really not here. Blue. You gotta go like fucking a thousand to two thousand miles south to get blue you, here. You see all these like people have drones now, so they, they'll take drones out in the water and they'll have their little boat. And I say little, but it's probably not. But they have an aerial view, and then underneath them, they just see a shadow of a like of a two giant three times. ass. Yeah. Yes. So and and they don't. Nah. People on the boat have no idea it's there. You can only see it from the aerial view. Like how many times have people gone on a boat and not known what's 10 feet below them because How you can't see past you can't see just swallowed fucking hole and no one knew they were there like no one knew they were going on the boat that day they're just missing dude i don't know you got dark the really ocean. fast the ocean. <laughs> we can be sitting <laughs> on the boat like oh yeah yeah so that's where like a lot of the uh like the creatures like the bloop you know that like, actual, yeah. like the big mouth fish or whatever it is yeah. that can swallow everybody whole yeah that's where those ideas came from all right or so the, now the, the fast forward right yeah. so fast forward to 2005 right and now pmel is another research um uh another research group right they were so eager to find out what it was where this mm -hmm. noise came from and just to find out where it originated from and they think they have an answer okay so they're thinking that um, that sound was an ice quake or ice calving, right? So it was just a glacier that had floated out from the Antarctic flew or floated up to where they were and it just fell apart. So their, so their theory is that it's, it was a, a glacier that just broke off and that's where all the, the, 
the sound that, that, could explain, that could explain the major bloop, like the actual, the high, if you isolate the sound into waves, it shows like a thick ass thing like that thick, like it's mm-hmm. like an intro audio and it's like that high and it's a major um, event. Right. That would explain that. What explains the rest of it? It's one occasion. <laughs> It's well, one it's, occasion, right. and it well, would explain the spike in in audio waves, but nothing else. Well, I mean, okay, if you think about it, you know, with if the the ice shelves when they when they break apart, they don't. It doesn't happen in a fast sequence. It's a very slow, prolonged, event. grinding, right? So there's sound. grinding, cracking, breaking, all oh, kinds of rubbing well, and all that stuff yeah. because the longest recorded event lasted seventy five minutes. Dang. Right, and that's just ice breaking. And this was um, uh, in uh, I, uh, a glacier that had broken off the size of like Manhattan, I think they said. So Damn. that massive ice block that broke yeah. off into the ocean over seventy-five minute time window. And if it hit that, uh, what's what'd you call it, Will? That um, that's so far. That the so sound far. channel. The so far. Yeah, that sound if, channel. If the glacier, the massive glacier that broke off hit that that could explain it traveling two thousand miles yeah it was just well, like it's, just it's slowed the, down the sound has to hit that channel it's a it's a specific depth where there's minimal resistance for sound to travel through mm-hmm. so you need the the pressure and uh there's something yes. else you needed yeah like so once you're at, nice. yeah you're at that depth and water temperature uh sound travels a lot further yeah with the, a lot the easier water, with the salt yeah. water ocean salt water it just flows a lot faster and further dang well i actually we're at two hours now it's fine uh i have one more clip that i didn't tell you guys about so i'm gonna play that for you now with no context you guys ready mm-hmm. no oh emily knows how very much i've loved you how very much i've tried my best to give you the good life But in spite of all of that I've tried, a handful of our people with their lives have made our life impossible. There's no way to detach ourselves from what's happened today. Not only we're in a compound situation. Oh, I know this. Not only are there those who have left and committed the betrayal of the century. Some have stolen children from others and they're in pursuit right now to kill them because they stole their children. And we, we are sitting here waiting on a powder keg. I don't think this is what we want to do with our babies. I don't think that's what we had in mind to do with our babies. It was said by the greatest of prophets from time immemorial, no man lay, takes my life from me, I lay my life down. So. To, to sit here and wait for the catastrophe that's going to happen on that airplane, it's going to be a catastrophe. Almost happened here. Almost happened. The congressman was nearly killed here. But you can't steal people's children. You can't take off with people's children without expecting a violent reaction. And that's not so unfamiliar to us either. If we, Even if we were Judeo-Christian, if we weren't communists, the world, the kingdom, suffers violence, and the violence shall take it by force. If we can't live in peace, then let's die in peace. We've been so betrayed, 
We have been so terribly betrayed. But we tried, and this Jack Beam often said, I don't know where he's at right this moment, where's Jack? He said, if this only worked one day, it was worthwhile. Because what's going to happen here in a matter of a few minutes is that one of those people on that plane is going to, going to shoot the pilot. I know that. I didn't plan it, but I know it's going to happen. They're going to shoot that pilot, and down comes that plane into the jungle. And we had better not have any of our children left when it's over, because they'll parachute in here on us. I'm telling you, just as plain as I know how to tell you, I've never lied to you. I never have lied to you. I know that's what's going to happen. That's what he intends to do. And he will do it. He'll do it. Fortunately, being so bewildered with many, many pressures on my brain, seeing all these people behave so treasonous, it was just too much for me to put together. But uh, uh, I now know what he was telling me, and it'll happen. If the plane gets in the air, even. So my opinion is that we be kind to children and be kind to seniors and take the portion like they used to take in ancient Greece and step over quietly because we are not committing suicide. It's a revolutionary act. We can't go back. They won't leave us alone. They're now going back to tell more lies, which means more congressmen. And there's no way, no way we can survive. Hmm? Okay, I Fuck thought him. I knew what I thought I knew what this was. I don't think I know what it is. Any, any ideas? I know Emily does, but any anybody else say know Waco. what this? No, Josh. I know, dude. Some kind Close. of close. He's exactly yes. the same kind it of is. fucking psycho. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, it, no, no, that's Koresh was. As it, we'll cover that eventually. Uh, this is the Jones. The first five minutes of the Jonestown massacre tapes. So what he's referring to? Remember? Oh, is this the Kool Aid? This is the Kool Aid. The yeah. flavor aid. Yeah, flavor aid. Okay. So, um, when he's referring flavor to it, flavor aid. I know, but it sounded like you said flavor it, and I was thinking you were like no. making it so. Fancy. What he's referring to is, um, if you heard him say the congressman will be shot and the pilot will be shot and the congressman's plane will go down, mm-hmm. is that on uh, I think it's November eighteenth, nineteen seventy eight, when this happened. Um, his name was Leo Ryan, right? He's the congressman, Democratic congressman out of. California. And I think if I remember correctly, the story is that his daughter was in Jonestown's or uh, was his name's Colt. Um, what is the guy's name? Ah, shit. Uh, Jim Jones. Jim Jones is Colt. And she was down there in Guiana. Is that where he ended up in South America in Guiana? Yeah, Guiana. So they were down there and they had Jonestown, which is a Colt uh, compound. And so he was coming down to take his daughter from this cult. And he, uh, Jim Jones took offense to this. And this is the day that they decided that they could no longer continue because the government, because he is a congressman, the government is coming to shut them down. And they would rather die than live their life in persecution of this. So this is the first five minutes out of like a 50-minute tape-ish that you could find on the internet. I'm not going to play it to you because... If you heard the babies in the background, they all die. Um, in the, on this day, or actually for the next three days after the tape was made, I believe it was three days, over the course of three days, they slowly poisoned themselves with Flavor-Aid. 
and uh, nine over nine hundred people passed away. Nine hundred and nine. Nine hundred. Nine of them were children who were shot. Yeah, because they didn't want to. Some of the parents did not agree with killing the children, but this is not an option. You are here. They will die because, as you heard him say, it, they will be destroyed one way or another. So, uh, you can find his tape on the internet, but those are the first five minutes of him describing why it has come to this. It is time for them to go. 304 were minors. Yeah. A third third of the victims were minors. Yep. So, and it was the people's temple cult is what he called it. And people's temple agricultural project. But, like the and there was, was 900. To, but, um, yeah. Over what the course the of about three Guiana, and a half days. Guiana. Yeah, Guiana. Yeah, so over the course of about three and a half days, these people, even though, which is insane to me because people started taking the flavor aid immediately and they were watching them drop. They were, it's poison. It's straight up poison. They were yes, watching them cyanide. drop and they still, they still decided to ingest, you know, and it, I actually think didn't Jim Jones go out with a gunshot to the head? Like he yes. had someone else do it? Suicide, no. He did it himself? He was suicide by gunshot. So he well, he didn't even take the flavor. But we was, we also watched a Netflix documentary on some sort of cult leader. Also remember one where we recently kind of watched it and Oh yeah, that's Crash. Ha- that's yeah. So like Waco. He, yeah, okay, that's a so good show. Though. That, that show is incredible. I love yeah, that show. But they said it, that he didn't want to kill himself, so he like wanted someone else to do it for him. Sh- yeah, like Crash definitely had someone else. So people have speculated this was the same situation, but whatever. Mm-hmm. This dude was a pussy, and yeah, he- Jim Jones. I don't know if we have the tenacity to cover Jim Jones, but he actually started out as a good force of change in the colored community. And I think a little bit of power, and then he got go. a little bit of power, and it just all went downhill. But yeah, it, that is a haunting uh, last clip I wanted to play just to ruin your fucking day because it That's is awesome. Up. Yeah, I'm so, still upset uh, about Grandma, so thank you, Will, for fucking my day up. Yeah, you're welcome. So yes, check out our socials. Um, we're on Instagram and Facebook uh, at Bloodthirsty Times, on TikTok and Twitter at Bloodthirsty Pod, and you can email us suggestions, fuck yous, or hellos at bloodthirstypod at gmail.com. Hey. Yeah, I just wanted to thank my brother Josh for being on this episode. Yeah, welcome. Uh, appreciate Thanks for being on here. here. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It was, it was an interesting We've episode. Thanks it. for bringing that clip. Uh, yeah. So again, we have our donations tab set up. Uh, we no longer have a subscription. So again, five thousand dollars. Just put it in there. Yeah, easy money. Easy money. Eighty-seven cents a day. You can sponsor. No, five thousand dollars. Nope. Not eighty-seven cents. Sorry. No, five grand. No options. Drink the flavor aid. Inflation. Don't don't shoot your grandchild. Um, don't fly a plane into Area 51. Um, or Disney World. Go deep sea diving. Yeah. Uh, do not yep. go deep sea so, diving. Don't do anything. And yay, Sully.